Welcome to the Better Wellbeing podcast and uh, today I am absolutely delighted to welcome a friend, uh, an incredible uh, friend who's been on an amazing personal journey um, all the way from Norfolk to Australia. Her name is Karen Buttery. She was actually born in Norfolk, had a wonderfully fa- lovely family upbringing, you know, spending days with the grandparents in small villages, you know, a little bit shy, a little bit nervous at school. Um, you know, a, a self-employed builder as a father who instilled that really work-hard ethic, um, you know, that nothing would just come to you. She left home and joined the Navy at 18. She spent five years in the Navy. And now Karen Buttery speaks on stage for a wellness company. And I really want to just get stuck into not only um, her journey, but also her commitment to well-being. And hopefully we'll share some amazing tips with you. So welcome to the show, Karen. Hi, Claire. Great to talk to you. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to get, get stuck in with our sort of my first question. You know, we, we met at a gym, actually, in Norfolk. Um, so talk me through your original sort of well-being routine, because that would have been perhaps post-Navy, I imagine. Uh, I would say that when I was younger, I, I definitely wasn't really interested in my health. And I would say... Once I got into the Navy, that's really when I had to step it up and had to get myself fit and getting into exercise. Um, and then throughout the years, I mean, obviously we met at the gym and that was most probably the peak of my fitness. Um, I went actually from, I think when I came back there, I'd actually been on a bit of a journey. I'd um, been in a marriage and it didn't work out and I actually traveled to Australia and I was very very overweight and I was very depressed and once I traveled around Australia I started to lose weight so I went from like a size 14 I came back to England and I was a size 10 so I was starting to think about myself and just about fitness so then at that stage I joined the gym and yeah, I really started to look after myself and think about what I wanted for me. It was my sort of personal journey. And really eating healthy. And I don't think we constantly think about that, but my big thing was I was I think you can get into a cycle of um Mine was always emotional eating, and then it was like a downward spiral. So as soon as I do get fit and healthy, um, I was doing it for me. Yes. And, you know, and I definitely get, um, you know, ups and downs with just depending on different things uh, going through your life. So I was most probably at the peak of my fitness then, and then moving to Australia, I was still pretty fit. I came out backpacking again and <laughs> traveled all the way around Australia um, and yeah I met an Australian out here and then had my children yeah. and then I gained weight again. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, probably the the same exact story for most women in the world right now so you're certainly not alone. Um, so yeah. you, you started your journey in, in, in Perth this time around is that right you kind of um, you know really sort of gained a very quick Australian accent that's what I remember because uh, both my partner Sean and I came to visit you and we went travelled to Malaysia and then met you in Perth and we were so shocked at how amazingly Australian you became so quickly <laughs> it was in your blood oh, 
<laughs> it's funny, my Australian friends over here now say I still sound English. Oh, really? Whereas obviously if I, my English friends, they say I sound Aussie, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we started it, I started the journey over in Perth and, you know, it was pretty um, pretty scary but exciting at the same time because, you know, I was leaving all my family and friends behind and it was a new journey. I was pretty excited. Um, I'd married an Australian and, yeah, it was a whole new start and pretty soon after coming to Australia, um, I fell pregnant and had my first daughter over here and I've now got... I've now got three, but that's a bit of a longer story. But um, <laughs> I had two children whilst um, with my ex-partner over there. Yeah, so you kind of, you know, what, what, was the, what was the draw to Australia? Kind of, you know, obviously it's some it's somewhere you ventured to on a few occasions. What, what, what was it that you loved so much about Australia? Oh, what's not to love? I love <laughs> the lifestyle. <laughs> In Australia, um, I definitely love the weather compared to cold winters in England. Um, although I've travelled now over three different states, which we were talking about earlier. I've lived in three different states here. Um, but it is, it's a lifestyle. I think it was a lifestyle I could offer to my children as well. And yeah, just to, just to be able to start again. And like you said at the beginning, I was pretty shy. I was a nervous person before, like for years, like when I was a hairdresser and even coming out of school, I was never someone who was outgoing. And um, I, to come here by my, well, without any family and to start again, yeah, it can, it can challenge you. And I think the biggest, some of the challenges we have in our life are the things that actually push us forward because sometimes we have to get sort of uncomfortable in ourselves to find the real us. Yeah, I learned something so valuable only last year about, you know, challenging yourself and doing something that scares you every day. And I remember the first time I heard it, I thought, why would you want to scare yourself? It just seemed absolutely ludicrous. And then <laughs> as sort of as I get in more and more into my business, I realized that that is almost the survival you know if you don't challenge yourself and you don't step out of those comfort zones you you know you kind of just end up a bit of a hamster on a wheel so to speak and I think um actually it's one of the most valuable lessons I, I learned do you agree yeah absolutely I agree I agree and look and, and when I started here I think it was a, a chance to sort of reset my life and try mm. something different as well um I became a travel consultant it, it's something I'd always thought about doing when I was in the UK and just like well I'm in a new place why not try something else so I I became a travel consultant for actually 10 years um yes and the credit and you really sort of went through the ranks didn't you in that in that particular business I remember you you know you've always had such a strong work ethic do you genuinely think that kind of was just from your father or do you think it just kind of just got stronger and stronger always always ever since I've known you I've known you to kind of really kind of work your way up you know work very hard very committed very loyal yeah I, I definitely think that comes from my dad you know he always taught me that you had to if you want to achieve something you have to work from it and yeah, you know, I gave everything 110%. Even when I was like, when I was a travel consultant, I was one of the top consultants um, for many years and went on lots of overseas trips, um, lots of their global balls, and yeah, travelled all over. 
And, you know, for me, I think if someone tells me, so I can't do something, I will work harder to prove someone wrong. Um, so when I, when I actually started, it was only within a couple of months I actually got pregnant with my daughter. And I remember them saying to me, oh, you know, this is a pretty tough industry. Being a travel consultant is stressful. And is it the right thing for being pregnant? You know, we don't know. And I was like, I'm going to show them. So I became one of the top consultants there. I wanted to prove something. I was like, okay, I will be one of the top consultants. And then when I had my daughter, I wanted something flexible. So I decided to work um, partly from home and actually do job share with somebody. We'd never had job share in the company. And again, they were saying, oh, will job share work? Well, we proved it worked. I'm working part-time and working from home. Then they asked me to be the assistant manager there. Again, I didn't want to lose the time with my daughter. So myself and another girl, we became the first job share um, team leaders in a store and or assistant managers. And yeah, it's just, I like to prove and show people that something can be done. And then I completely decided to work from home, commission only which was, again, Risky. stressful and <laughs> not, not being done. But, again, I wanted to show it could be successful. And again, it, it did. It became really, really successful. And now there's actually whole stores of consultants out there that either do job share or they actually work from home. They have a big team. That's a real step forward, and that was really good to sort of change the game kind of thing. Yeah, and I'd say that you, you know, you're certainly going on to apply that, you know, within your current business, which we'll kind of get onto in a moment. And uh, can I ask you at this stage, you know, I know so many people that dream of of doing what you're doing. You know, they dream of going away, and you know, but are scared to leave family behind. You know, making new friends. Um, kind of, what would be your advice to those people and I, I know it's the you know the just do it just give it a go no regrets sort of approach but really behind the scenes do you think the work was a huge part to that building of friendships and community you you have to if you've got no family you have to build strong connections strong friendships and that strong community and you have to be prepared because if you're coming from where you've known people all your life you have to be prepared to get out of your comfort zone you know and talk to people and um, connect with people and I think that was definitely important for me um, if you're okay with me to share like I I actually went through domestic violence while I was over here and. For me to then have a support of friends, because I had no family here, yeah. and I'd gone through, no one even knew I was going through domestic violence, because I was successful, and on the outside, it all looked good, but mm. I was going through lots of stuff at home, so I had my close circle of friends, because I had no family here, I could talk to my family in England, but it's a bit different from having people around you to support you, and I think... That really low part of my life is one of the things that made me stronger because I had I was a sole provider for my kids and I, and also going through the domestic violence which lowers your self esteem where you're feeling pretty bad about yourself emotionally you know you you've got to just move forward mm. and 
know, you can either hit rock bottom or you can use it as a tool to lift you up and then to go and be able to resonate with other people. I mean, to, to overcome, you know, such terrifying situations in that relationship, um, it takes an incredible, incredible amount of bravery. So I just want to say, you know, huge congratulations for getting through that and sort of finding that way out. Um, like you say, the, the friendship circles or having people around you is, is hugely vital. Um, but I just, I think it's amazing that you didn't just come out of that relationship. You've gone on to do amazing things. So, you know, and you do a bit of community work. Is that right? Around the sort of domestic abuse. Yeah, we've always supported um, through our business. We've um, supported a charity that helps women and kids going through domestic violence. That's definitely important um, to me, and I would definitely back any um, community events and things that helps raise awareness for that for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you you kind of went on to sort of change states, as you've rightly said, three states and all. Um, you know, you found new love with Mister oh, Matt Buttery. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know but it's fair to say that you know you went through some financial struggles as well that um you know and yet you again you found your way through that and can you talk me through that a little bit because it's led you to kind of where you are now yeah like we we did we had lots of um debts from previous relationships and things like that and with the global financial crisis i think many people struggled you know and i think we were ignoring it all we we were getting behind and behind, and it's interesting um, that, you know, you can think that you're okay and everything's okay and the job's there, but suddenly what happens if a job goes? So I was working in the travel industry and um, and the commission only, and then I actually couldn't work. I actually tore the meniscus in my knee, and they found a tumour in my knee, and I had to have surgery. So... Over the course of a few months, it's amazing how quickly things can change if you don't have that income. Plus, my husband losing his job, we fell behind and behind, and we ended up losing our house. So I'd gone from rock bottom before yeah. with the domestic violence, and yes. then we hit rock bottom again. Yeah. And we could have accepted that, or we could have changed it. That gave me the drive. Seeing my kids and you know struggling, like breaking into their money boxes to pay for milk and bread and things like that, I was like, "This is the lowest point of my life, and mm. I need to change things for me." So that was a point where we made a bit of a decision. We didn't make a decision overnight because we still tried to cover it up. We didn't admit to people where we were financially. Um, but I think the biggest change for us and like in our business is when we became authentic. So we actually shared um, on a stage at our conference where we were. Like, and we were okay with being emotional about it. Myself and my husband, we openly shared. And I think when you can become authentic and you can openly share with people where you are, um, what you're going to do to change it when you really dig deep to your why that's when things change for you and from that moment on I mean our business exploded um, we haven't looked back um, it's 
We wanted to be able to give our kids choice. I was fed up of always saying to my kids, you can't do those activities, you can't do this, you can't do that, where all their friends were. So we made a decision, we got to work, I worked hard, and we were willing to sacrifice. Matt's a golfer, he sold, sold his golf clubs, and we sold lots of stuff. We were like, we're going to do this, we're going to make this happen. And um, I remember even when we were about to hit one goal, we just said to our kids, look, mum's going to work on New Year's Eve, and we're going to hit the goal we need to, because it makes so much of a difference to our family and to give you kids choices. So then it's enabled us to, we've moved from Queensland about 18 months ago, to be able to not worry about jobs, to have an income now that is just there for us, that we don't need to rely on employers. And um, it's given us choices as a family. So we moved to Melbourne to expand our business and it's opened up opportunities for our kids. So our daughter, we realised that she was great at acting and singing. So we actually um, got her to audition for a stage school. She's now progressing really well with that. And now we've just moved to another area in Melbourne and she's now just joined a dance academy to study for her high school. I feel like she's a bit in one of these fame programs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty plenty for her to join in on. I think I think that is such a beautiful thing when you... You know, your your children were inspired that moment they dipped into their piggy banks, eh? Um, by by what you were doing, they could see you trying so so hard. But now, I bet they are probably just the most grateful children for the activities that they're now embarking on, and and obviously the opportunities that you know they're experiencing too. There's something beautiful when your work, you know, floods into your family. Um, and, and I think that message comes through, you know, when I, you know, we sort of communicate a little bit over Facebook with the distance between us. And that's what I see. I love that family element that you've kept going very, very strong. You haven't sort of forgotten or lost sight or put them aside for a moment. You know, there's that consistency, um, I think, that really comes through. Absolutely. It was about the why for the kids, giving them choices. Although we do have to remind them occasionally to appreciate the things because sometimes they can forget in their heads yes. what it was like. <laughs> you know? So we do have to install that, instill that into them because they, they've still got to, I want them to have good values and mm-hmm. know that, you know, get what you work for and, you know, to go and help others and go and inspire others and not be selfish. So, so kind of this, you know, your life, as we were talking before the show, was, you know, has become incredibly busy. You know, how do you maintain your, you know, your current well-being for yourself? So I schedule it into my diary. And I think, you know, so many people will say, okay, we're not going to the gym or we're not doing this because we can't fit it in. You have to make time for yourself and you know, with, with myself, I definitely I book in a gym every single morning and I make it into my schedule. And in the afternoons as well, I'm always there to pick my kids up from school. We might go to the park or do something. And you have to – so I have my work times in my diary and I think you need to be structured because and you need to give time back to yourself to do something for you. So you've got to look after that health and well-being. And, you know, I definitely prepare food. So usually on a Sunday we'll do like a healthy bake up or something like that because we need to bring that into the family. 
So how, you know, with the work that you do, can you kind of talk me through perpetual health? And, you know, you've helped, I mean, I don't know if you know the number of how many families you've actually helped through some through a very simple process. Can you talk me through it? Yeah, we've helped hundreds of families. And I mean, I became passionate about it because our boys actually had eczema and they had really severe eczema. And I, I became interested in getting some safer products for them. Um, I understood that sterile creams and things weren't actually good for my children, so I wanted things that were safer and um, that weren't actually going to cost more money. So, so that really was my point to begin with, and then to be able to go and help other people. So I've collaborated a lot with a lot of health professionals. Um, in my business, so I most probably have about 20 naturopaths that I've teamed up with, um, we've got doctors, I have remedial massage therapists, personal trainers. We've, we've teamed up and collaborated in business to see how we can help a community get healthier and get safer products. Um, because for me, I never felt that big manufacturing companies really offered us value as consumers. And a lot of the time when you research ingredients, a lot of them actually contain very harmful, toxic ingredients. So if we can make a bit of a change for communities and help their health, that impacts everyone. And, you know, there's small changes that we can make for families, whether it's, you know, removing the bleach from the home or whatever it is, it's, we, we need to educate. So I would say we're more about educating families now and just helping families make that switch to something safer and to help them learn about the long-term implications of their health. And also bringing families home. I'm passionate about that. And what I mean is... I have so many families now who have partnered with us that were maybe struggling, not financially. Um, I've got a close friend of mine who's very successful corporate accountant, and when she looked at her life, she had no time. She was stressed. She had no time freedom. She earned a great income but had no time freedom. To now work with her and see her have fun and to be able to now work to see her work less hours at work and starting to replace her income and to have her own time freedom. We get one life. And I think to to do the things that we love and to have choices, that's fantastic. And to be able to bring families home from the corporate world to have that time freedom and choice, that's the most rewarding thing. Yeah, and to show them how to do that as well, that's, you know, because I would say that many of us believe that, you know, the only way is to kind of head down, you know, get to work, earn your money, and then everything's going to be okay as a result of that. And, you know, you, you've proved that there is a way, there is a different way. Um, you've, pro- you've proved it right through from the travel consultancy, you know, there's different ways of doing things that can make it work and still be successful, which is, is just incredible. I, I'll never forget actually on uh, Facebook when I saw you saw you wash apples in one of yes. your products, and I was like, I was looking at the picture, going, "What is she doing there?" And I was like, it just made such a strong point about the the situation with chemicals in the home, and of course, even in the fruit bowl, um, mm-hmm. that was an incredible um, journey. What did you? What, what was it you used there? Was it a? 
I'm sure it's it, one of our multi-purpose cleaners because all of our cleaners don't contain safety caps because there's nothing mm. toxic. So they're actually food grade. So even um, one of my friends actually did a video the other week, like broccoli. So she washed it under the tap and you could see actually the water droplets dropping off it. So it's got all the wax. And then she dipped it in the multi-purpose cleaner and then re-washed it. And you could see that the droplets weren't there because the wax had come off. And I think we need to start looking at that thing, you know, even on our food. And to have even cleaning products that have so many multiple uses. I think I posted the other day even, you know, for cleaning our oven. I, I don't wear gloves. I don't wear a mask to clean my oven. I'm using products that are safe. And it doesn't matter if my kids get hold of them because there's nothing toxic. And the bonus is now my kids clean my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's the added bonus. (laughs) It is a bonus. But it's just the overall health and looking, you know, if we can educate people on all of those things. And because most, I was totally unaware. You know, six years ago, I was unaware but even my husband, I mean, Matt had, used to have um, really bad asthma and use an inhaler. He hasn't used an inhaler for five and a half years. We yeah, found the cleaners really. things in our household that was affecting him. And, you know, your household can be some, one of the most toxic environments that you have. Because if you think a lot of the time, especially in the UK, you're closing your doors, you've got the heating on, and you're spraying these chemicals around, those molecules stay in the air and you're constantly breathing those in. So it's about making people aware, okay, let's use something that's safer if you're going to have in that environment. That's absolutely incredible. So kind of what would be, you know, all these years, you must be a walking dictionary of tips. (laughs) Do you you kind of have a a favourite tip or perhaps your most recent tip that you'd recommend those that are listening today? As in product as in health wise yeah it's gonna you know the best way to kind of clean up what what action steps could people use to clean up their home for example firstly look at the bottles in your cupboard and if it says needs a um, safety cap or you need to leave it in a locked cupboard remove that from your house that is not healthy to have around your family and just start to be more aware start to look at things you know start to look at your laundry and look at does it have phosphates because phosphates, firstly, are not good for our environment and they're not good for your skin. But just start to be aware. Start to do your own research on things and, you know, be aware that maybe uh, someone always said to me, I think it was my dad years ago when I started, if it's on the supermarket shelf, it's got to be safe. Mm, not necessarily. It's a big um, multi-billion industry. So just... It's about buy, be aware, and start to be educated. And if someone offers you the chance to be more educated on something, listen. And, um, yeah, and don't trust everything that's advertised on TV. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, you know, it falls into us, you know, skincare industry time and time again. I think, you know, certain brands have gained trust over the years because they've been around so many years, but... I agree. It's it's the education bit, and and that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today because that education part is so important, and the fact that you're educating families to you know really just consider and to think about what they're using, um, you know that that in itself is going to transform lives. So that's amazing. So if I yeah. kind of 
dip back into your business side of things, you know, going on that rocky road, you know, losing your home, um, you know, the financial difficulties, what, what would you, what advice would you give to kind of stabilize that income? Stabilize income. If you don't have a plan B, really start to look at a plan B, you know, don't rely on jobs for yourself start to look at other avenues to give your family a plan b and my biggest advice is do not use credit cards you know matt and i now we don't have credit cards we we live to our means and we don't believe in having the debt there so you know things aren't going to change overnight but if you can pay off some of your debt you know even budget your family and pay off some of that debt that you're paying the high interest on you know start to relieve that for your family as well and you know live a life that you know that's full for you and that's going to make you happy absolutely and addressing that income you know it- I've seen many client after client, you know, really suffer with anxiety, you know, high stress levels because of that. So I agree just, you know, making those tiny steps is going to really impact more than just the bank. If you like the figures in the bank, it's going to affect you personally and your, of course, your well-being. So Karen, how, how can people connect with you best? So if they're kind of really enjoying what you're talking about, um, you know, want to make that difference in their own home, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Facebook, so you can connect with me on Facebook at Karen Buttery, and it says Owner of Perpetual Health. Or we also have my Facebook page, and we'll give lots of tips and things like that on our Facebook. So it's facebook.com backslash perpetual health. So you can connect on there. We also have a website, which is perpetualhealth.com.au. So there's lots of ways of how you can connect with us and um, and hopefully we can start to educate people, not just here in Australia, but we're also looking to educate people overseas in the UK. I've helped lots of families in the UK to make the switch for their families for safer products. And we'd love to help more people in the UK as well. Fantastic. Well, we'll help you on that mission and do uh, lots of sharing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Karen. It's been really great to touch base and it's nice to speak to you as opposed to just uh, read your post, although I really enjoy your tips. So fantastic. And, you know, I know our, our listeners will really enjoy all of the information you've shared. You've been on such an amazing journey and it's taken us sort of 30 minutes to run through it. So incredible. And I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Claire. Okay, so 